This is the second part of my AdWords for e-commerce interview with Jeff Coleman of CPC Strategy. CPC Strategy, a well-respected paid search management agency with specialist focus in retail. In this part of the interview, we'll speak in depth about remarketing, text ads, day-to-day campaign management, and tools. Remember to grab a pen and paper to take notes. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show where we interview founders of fast-growing seven- and eight-figure e-commerce businesses and e-commerce experts. They'll tell their stories, share how they 2 x their businesses, and inspire you to take action in your own online retail business today. And now, here he is, the man in the mix, Kunle Campbell. Let's talk about remarketing. Should it's a core on AdWords or third party, should, should you sort of manage your marketing campaign on AdWords or um, would you recommend third party remarketing platforms such as AdRoll or Criteria? So, you know, those other third party platforms, sometimes they have, you know, other, other audiences. I think it depends on how hands-on you want to be with your remarketing campaign. Mm-hmm. If you are a retailer that really doesn't have the time to manage it, AdRoll, Credio, they offer they offer fully managed solutions, and so you know those can be those can be good options. If you have another agency that's also managing your remarketing, um, or you have the ability to do that, you basically should be going direct to the source. Google's remarketing network is going to cover pretty much every you know they're, they're going to be covering any site that you're going to want to be on. So mm. uh, you know. There's not going to be a whole lot of sites that aren't in the Google remarketing network that are that are worth being on. Um, and so typically I recommend just going direct to the source. The tools that they give you um, are pretty, pretty robust. You know, they give you the ability to slice up your audience along demographic lines, along the lines of how frequently the customer purchases or when they've last purchased, things like that. You know, you can dictate where you where you don't want your ads to show up if you see them showing up and in different areas or on a site that doesn't jive with your brand. You know, you can customize the formats and things like that. You have a lot of options through the Google interface. And so if you if you have the time to do it yourself or if you have another agency that's, you know, managing your paid campaigns for you, there's no reason to to add another layer into that when they can go direct to the source. And actually kind of the same thing is starting to be true for Facebook, although it's not 100% of the way that uh, there yet, mm-hmm. and you, you know, I, I guess you you'd not even have a feature such as the such as the RLFS you 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 mentioned earlier with if you're going to you know use a third party um, management tool to, to to manage. Yeah, that's that's to? a good point. Yeah, the RLSA can has to be set up through um, through the Google uh, UI, so you got to do that through AdWords. Okay. RLSA, sorry. <laughs> oh no worries. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, what about um, your best-in-class retail clients? What part of their budget are, are they spending on, on remarketing? It's usually pretty small. You know, the, the remarketing list um, is always going to be limited to the people that have been on your site. And so, you know, maybe you get a ton of visitors to your site. But if you think about the universe of people that have been to your site versus the universe of people that are on Google. It's a, it's a much smaller universe. No offense to any, <laughs> any retailer out there. Uh, that's true for pretty much everybody. Um, so, uh, the, the amount of people that you're reaching is much smaller. Um, and so the budget that you should allocate towards remarketing usually doesn't exceed 
10% or so of what you would allocate towards shopping. And even that can vary. You know, if you have a really small shopping presence, maybe remarketing is a bit bigger of a percentage. If you have a pretty robust campaign, it might be smaller. So the main point there, though, is that remarketing is really not going to drive a ton of volume. It's more there to capture some existing customers that might have abandoned their cart or, you know, maybe to retain customers and stay top of mind. But it's not going to spend a whole ton of money. It makes a lot of sense. Okay, we're going to move swiftly into um, text ads, text advertising. Um, obviously, this is probably in the same structure they spend that company. The amount of time we're spending per section is probably the same. <laughs> <way>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in regards to text ads, um, what are your um, your must-have text ad extensions? I, we, we won't go into the fundamentals of text ads because uh, mostly listeners will have text ads running anyway. So mm-hmm. um, what, what are the must-have um, ad extensions? Honestly, every single one of them. <laughs> uh, okay, the, the, next question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but just real quick, I mean, the reason being that the more extensions you can have, the longer your ad is on the SERP and the more chances a customer has to click on your ad. Google likes it. It takes up more real estate. Enable every single one that you possibly can. I can't remember who said this, but um, somebody said they um, well, referred to, to extensions that adding weight to your, um, to, to your ads. Yes. Uh, yeah, and the heavier yeah. they are, the, the better. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about seller reviews? Um, that social proof, that psychology of, of seeing track record for your best in class clients. My, my question is: What are the most effective platforms? What platforms would you just say? You know what? Um, you know, for a first time um, retailer going into about to, to to sign up for a seller review program, what what platforms would you recommend? This has also changed a bit over the past couple months. At this point, I, I wouldn't have necessarily recommended Google Trusted Stores as, as one to start out with in the past just because it used to be a lot more complicated to sign up. But they've made it a lot easier. All you have to do is install a few lines of code, which might be difficult, but every review collection software is going to ask you to install something. Mm. Um, and so given that, given that Google Trusted Stores is – Google's own review collection platform. I'm always going to, you know, recommend that one. Plus, it's it's free. There's no subscription. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say if if you're looking to start out, that's a that's a great one to start using. There's a number of other services out there. Just off the, you know, some the, some that our clients use frequently. Uh, Shopper Approved is a, they're a good collection company. Another one called Yotpo. Um, those are probably two of the most common ones that our clients use. And so. Um, if you're looking for another option outside of Google Trusted Stores, I would say start with those two. Approved shop, uh, shopper approved and um, Yopto. Okay. Good. Yeah. Nice. Yep. And I've, I've come across both. Okay. Let's talk about um, keyword research. What What are your best tools for, for keyword research? Yeah, I would say, you know, first and foremost, most retailers are going to have some sort of campaign um, built out already. Use your own, use your own data. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds Basic, and I'll, I'll give another couple suggestions too. But a lot of times, retailers ignore their own customer search term data. Mm. Those reports are really, really valuable in telling you what your customers are searching for. And also, um, a lot of the time, the, the purpose of keyword research is to see what uh, terms you could stand to get some more visibility on and you can afford to get more visibility on. Mm. Your own keyword data is going to be the best source of that because that's going to give you actual conversion rates. So start there. A lot of retailers overlook it. Some other good competitive analysis tools that you can use, tools like SEM Rush is a good one. Uh, SpyFu is another good one. 
It's important to keep in mind, though, that the data that those tools might be collecting on your competitors uh, can be estimated. Um, mm. So there's still we we use them, you know, on our side. So you know, I I you know use them, but use them with a grain of salt. Yeah, also. I, I heard. Um, uh, well, a client of mine was complaining about um, the data in SEM Rush, so they were trying to get. Um, estimates and the budget they manage uh, their ppc campaigns in-house and they're trying mm-hmm. to run a competitor analysis um, against really trying to find out how much their, their competitors were spending and the estimates in SEM uh, rush were nowhere close to what they spend and so they they, they took it with a with, with a pinch of salt however obviously they're always spot on with keywords my question has to do exactly. with with um are there any platforms to accurately get um, spend, competitor spend? There really aren't. Um, mm. And if it, you, you can kind of guess why, you know, it's it, there's so much that goes into what Google actually charges someone for a particular search. And there mm. are so many possible searches that a retailer might be showing up for at any given, at any given moment. Mm. Uh, it's really difficult for any outside company to estimate how much someone is spending. And so, if you want to use the tool for that purpose, you're probably going to fail. But like you said, those tools can be really good for understanding where your comp- competitors are showing up, what terms um, they're showing up for, where they're competing against you. And you can start to see, does it make sense for me to to engage in that type of you know bidding war? Or does it make sense for me to you know kind of stay out of it? And even if they could estimate what a competitor is spending – they're not going to be able to have any clue if that's a profitable search. We see all the time that retailers want to rank really well for a search to, to keep the footprint, even if it's a, a loss leader. And so, mm. you know, don't assume that just because your competitor is doing that, that they're making money on it. Mm. They might just want to push you out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. Test, test, test. Yeah. Awesome. This is really, really good stuff, Jeff. Um, what about copy? Um, copy and value proposition in in um, in text advertising. How important and um, yeah, how important is is copy and um, value proposition in, in in text ads? And how would you sort of um, go about? Um, or how do you go about um, putting copy and value proposition in in your text ads? Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 always um, definitely always important. And we always um, you know there's a lot of rules of thumb around you know copywriting and I'm sure I'm sure your listeners have done that research but you know you always want to have a call to action you always want to have um, a value prop in your in your ad copy the rule of thumb that we always try and stick to as well is you always want to have two ads running at the same time that are competing with each other um, so you never you never declare a winner and then just let it run um, always be testing and when you're testing things don't test a completely new ad keep everything the same, but change one little thing. So if you're going to, mm-hmm. if you're going to change, you know, your call to action in the headline from, you know, let's buy men's jeans on Levi's.com to, uh, Levi's jeans for sale, um, things like that. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do that, keep your description lines the same, keep your display URL the same, mm-hmm. keep your, um, site links the same, keep everything the same. Just test that one portion of your ad copy mm-hmm. and, and that'll tell you if it's, if it's effective or not. Split testing, just like A-B split testing in um, conversion rate optimization. Fantastic. Good stuff. Um, Big question a lot of retailers, a lot of listeners would would have is some of them might be competing with Amazon. How how do you outbid and outperform Amazon (laughs) in text ads? 
That's a, yeah, we get that question, you know, quite a fair amount too. And really, I would say, I would say, don't worry about it. You know, you're going to see, you're going to see Amazon ranking and no offense to any listeners out there, but I would bet that Amazon probably has a better conversion rate. Um, and you know, that's just because a of the brand name, but B because, you know, prime customers tend to be some of the most loyal customers on the internet. And there's a ton of research to support that. Mm. Um, but don't get in a bidding war with Amazon. Um, if you go up against them and you're able to take the top spot and they, they come back over the top of you and they're ranking first, you know, that's not a, that's not a war you're going to win. So I would, I would almost, you know, kind of ignore Amazon when it comes to bidding on text ads. And, you know, the nice thing is that they're not going to be in, in the Google shopping results. So you, yeah. you'll never have to compete with them there. Yeah. Why are they not active in, on, on Google <laughs> shopping on PLA? <laughs> uh, Basically, because Google doesn't want them there, um, they, uh, you know, there's so Google has put a ban on them. Or, you know, actually, part of part of their requirements, um, part of their policy, is that marketplaces are not allowed on Google Shopping, uh, and you can imagine who they're targeting, um, mainly eBay and Amazon. But they, uh, yeah, basically, they they don't want them there. They don't want to support Amazon as the place to go to look for products. Google wants people to go to Google Shopping to look for products, and I so. Get- I guess they've democratized um, search. It's that's fair. That's actually really fair on on the, on the rest of the market. Yeah, and and on the same token, Amazon actually pulled off of Google when it went paid. They don't want to support Google to be the place to go. So they both they both have you know the same interest in mind. Right, right, right. Okay, so just one final question on on text ads. Would you recommend keyword insertion? You know, those automatic ads for yep. for our listeners um, um, who who are not aware of um, keyword insertion ads. They're, they're basically, you know, I think, they're, they're powered by by what you search for. So if you search for you know blue, black, or well, well black um, pair of jeans, um, it would just turn up on the either in the copy of, of the ad or in the headline. Would you recommend um, you know automating your your your, your copy? that way yeah i i typically recommend running that as again you know you can have a split test i wouldn't say for all of your ads use the abbreviations dki so if you don't see keyword insertion you know you'll see dki if you're searching for how to do that Mm. um but i would recommend so you know we talked about having always have it have two ads running so you can a b test them Mm. test one that has dki in it test one that doesn't that you're you're manipulating and and yeah, no, I, I definitely would recommend utilizing it. Basically, what it'll do is it'll if the customer types in a search term that triggers one of your keywords that you're bidding on, it'll pull the keyword into your ad copy. So it won't necessarily pull the customer's search term, but it pulls the keyword that you're bidding on. Uh, and it, okay. It it allows you to uh, it actually allows you to have a longer ad too. Um, <laughs> we see oftentimes in practice that the character restrictions that Google places on ad copy. They won't adhere to as much um, in the DKI ads. And so you can have a longer ad. Also, the keyword will tend to match a little bit what the customer searched for. So you get some extra bolding in there. It can be a more compelling ad. Uh, So, yeah, no, I I would definitely recommend testing it out. But always keep always keep one ad that, you know, doesn't have it that you're manually updating that you can say, hey, you know, let me test some things with this ad copy. Okay. Okay. The final stage of this um, interview, day-to-day campaign management. Um, mm-hmm. How should retailers manage their AdWords campaigns on a daily basis? Yeah. So it, it kind of depends on, you know, tax versus remarketing versus shopping. You know, I'll, I'll start with the shopping campaigns, but on a daily basis, you're going to want to 
the most important thing is going to be look at your product group bids and how they're performing. And you're going to want to make sure that you're looking at how to adjust them, but, you know, based on performance, but also make sure that you're looking at a long enough date range. Typically we look at at least 30 days worth of data. So even if you're logging in, you know, every day, there might not be a whole lot that's changing on a long-term basis. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes these should be, you know, bi-weekly or even weekly adjustments, but make sure you're looking at a long enough day range. That's also a common mistake that we see retailers make is that they'll log in and see, hey, Saturday was pretty crappy. I need to cut my bids in half. No, maybe Saturday was just a slow day or maybe it was a holiday. You know, don't don't overreact. You know, make sure you're looking at, like I said, at least 30 days worth of data when you're changing your bids. Don't panic. Um, that's going to be the most important thing. You can also, uh, you know, look at your search term reports on Google Shopping, both okay. to see what terms you could add into your titles and descriptions, but also to put in some negative keywords um, for Google Shopping as well. If you don't, if there's terms that you just... Uh irrelevant that you're showing up for mm, mm. Um, so that, that can be important to look at as well okay and i guess you could also see the, the keywords actually attracting clicks from your your product list and ads anyway <laughs> from reports mm -hmm. yep. okay. and you can't you know like i said earlier you can't actively bid on keywords for google shopping but mm. you can't negative keywords so if there's a term that you don't want to show up for at all you can put that in there and google won't show your ad okay 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 what metrics demonstrate the health of your campaign so this is a this is an important question that we will always start off with our clients. You know, everyone everyone wants to be successful. They want more volume. You want a better ROI. But the most important thing for you as a retailer to understand is what the primary goal of the campaign is. And this can vary. So there's no real right answer to this. If the primary goal is to grow order volume, then really you're going to want to be looking at conversion rates and order volume, essentially, mm -hmm. if you have to make sure that you're sticking in, you know, a particular ROI or your boss is going to chew you out, you know, you're going to want to look at CPA, you're going to want to look at, you know, ROAS, and you're also going to want to keep, keep on top of, you know, your, your profit levels. You know, oftentimes it's easy to say, Hey, my breakeven point is 25%, um, margin. And so, you know, you want to be above that or that would correlate to a four to one ROAS. Um, but you also want to look at how profit is, is changing over time. And if you implement a bid increase and maybe that leads to growth and order volume, but if it leads to a decrease in profit, maybe that wasn't necessarily a good move for you to make. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, keep that in mind. If, if you're using Google shopping as a primary source of your volume, chances are you need it to be profitable and you're going to need to stick to a ROAS goal and you're going to need to monitor that profit over time mm. to make sure that the changes you're making are leading to more profit. If you're, if you have a pretty well diversified marketing portfolio and shopping is, is one element, then oftentimes you can be a little bit more comfortable with maybe a break even campaign, um, and can go after order volume, knowing that you're building your customer base, you can bring those customers back and you can be a little bit more liberal with your, your ad spend. Okay. What about um, another question I had in regards back to day-to-day to -day campaign management. Are the tools Google offers sufficient enough for day-to-day for, for -day management or would you highly recommend third-party tools? Uh, no, they're, they're pretty, pretty robust. Um, you know, even our, you know, like I said, like we built our own technology in-house to um, – you know, handle a lot of the reporting and the day-to-day, -day, the day-to-day -day management. Um, but 
a lot of a lot of what the our tool and, and the other tools out there are doing are kind of making the the reports maybe a little bit easier to read or automating some of the tasks. The tools that Google gives you within the AdWords UI are really really robust. Um, so uh, you know they're going to give you reports on especially for you know shopping and and text ads. They're going to give you reports along any dimension that you could possibly want. Um, they're going to give you the ability to customize your ads you know, pretty much any way that you want, um, and things like that. And so the tools that they give you, uh, are oftentimes robust. Sometimes the difficulty is knowing where to get them <laughs> and how to use them. Um, and that's sometimes what the third party tools make a little bit easier is, um, how to find all this information and how to actually use it. But the tools that, that are in there, um, are robust. And like I said, okay. that's, uh, yeah, I mean that's a great place to to go. Okay, what about Excel? How important is it? Um, I, rem- I I recall a few years ago um, attending a webinar and um, like you know Excel is is a PPC manager's best friend. Is 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 that still true? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I would say so. Yeah, I mean we we use it we use it pretty heavily. I mean any any reports that we're going to export either from from our platform or from Google directly are going to be in a CSV format or are going to be in Excel format. And, you know, you want to be able to filter your, your performance. You want to be able to sort, you want to be able to, you know, run pivot tables along, you know, um, different brands or different buckets and, and things like that. And even within the text ad, you know, program, if you're, you know, creating ads in mass, uh, a lot of the time it's much easier to do that with an Excel and then upload them in bulk to, you know, the AdWords editor, if that's what you're doing. Mm. Um, and so, you know, yeah, no, I mean, Excel can be, can be very important. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, let's wrap this up. Um, are there any tools, books, or resources that you recommend um, store owners looking to learn more about AdWords, um, particularly into retail? You guys offer fantastic resources. So guys, if you're listening to this, first port of call, cpcstrategy.com fantastic white papers i just signed up for your facebook for dynamic ads um, webinar other than your websites are there any other books you you know game-changing books and resources you'd, you'd, you'd recommend yeah yeah no i'm glad you, i'm glad you threw our website out there we got a lot of free content so Absolutely. Uh, definitely check that out but google actually themselves they provide a lot of a lot of uh insight into you know how to do certain things the adwords learning center is is a pretty a pretty robust tool. It's not necessarily going to give you a whole lot of like uh, strategy advice, but it'll tell you how to build out all the things that you, you might want to do. So if you figure, Hey, you know, I want to do this with my ad or I want to you know build out this type of campaign. How do I do that? Go to the AdWords learning center and you can just Google that. Um, and that'll, that'll tell you how to do it. A lot of the time there's instructional videos on how to create some of those things. There's also another really good site called uh, thinkwithgoogle.com that will have you know different different tips and tricks and how to how to build out certain campaigns how to how to understand attribution models and you know things like that too mm-hmm. so um, those can be some good resources as well mm-hmm. okay so before you say a goodbye um, could you give our listeners one parting piece of advice um, to towards managing their, their their AdWords campaigns to profitability yeah, um, the main the main two things that I always tell our clients to to do is you know follow the data. Again, you know you don't want to pull in data from other channels, other sources from your site um, to really guide strategy. You want to you want to take a channel specific approach um, and even a campaign specific approach. And don't get 
don't get too tied to, you know, a particular strategy. If it's not working, you know, move on and always be testing, mm-hmm. you know, with text ads, that means testing ad copy, testing keyword, keyword bids, you know, even testing structure with Google shopping. That would mean, you know, testing out, pushing the boundaries on your bids for particular products, restructuring your campaign along different product lines, testing out new titles, testing out new descriptions, always be testing, but don't do things just for the sake of doing them. Mm. Run a test and run only that test so that there's not, you know, conflicting variables or things like that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the two biggest pieces of advice that I would have would be follow the data and always be testing. Follow the data and test, test, test. Finally, what's the best way for listeners to, to get in touch with you if they wanted to ask you more questions? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you can you can reach out to us at contact at cpcstrategy.com. And if you have more questions about anything that um, I talked about, um, I'll be I'll be fielding those questions there. So fantastic. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, Jeff. Um, thank you for sharing your insights on Google AdWords for e-commerce. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. To help you get more actionable insights and e-commerce growth hacks that will help you 2X your online retail business, hop over to 2xecommerce.com. It's a blog dedicated to e-commerce and multi-channel marketing run by the show's host, Kunle Campbell. 2xecommerce.com is packed full of articles and guides to help increase traffic to your store, increase repeat purchases, and average order value. Thanks for listening. Visit 2xecommerce.com.